Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Comedy, football, talk. <laughs> Strong. Yeah, there's a little hiccup there with the video. You can't talk. Right away. <laughs> can't talk right away. Welcome to Quick Snaps, everybody. <laughs> Aaron Hodges, Kostaki Economopolis, Quick Snaps. You know, football, fun, comedy podcast that you enjoy. We're back. We'll we do this every Monday at 7:30 p.m. live on the Quick Snaps platforms, Facebook and Twitter. Come check us out. You can ask questions. You can chime in. You can be a part of the action, or you can listen to it as always in your headphones whenever you want for free. It's, it was the craziest. It was six NFL games, playoff games in two days. It was 10 hours of NFL playoff football on Saturday, followed immediately by 10 hours of NFL playoff football on Sunday. Tom Brady won, of course. He got another bye. He played the NFC East winner. Uh, <laughs> Drew Brees won, of course. Yeah, yeah. There was a great game between the uh, Titans and the Ravens. The Ravens won that game. Uh, what else happened? Uh, oh, I don't know. Maybe the Browns won oh, a playoff game. Yeah, burying the lead there. That's the big For deal. For the first right time there, in 20 years, Whoa. 25 years, some crazy giant amount of time. Uh, this is the best thing to happen to Cleveland since. No, it's definitely the best thing to happen to Cleveland. Cleveland scored so fast, the cardboard cutouts hadn't found their seats yet. (laughs) We're doing jokes off the top. The Steelers, you think their towels are terrible? Wait till you see their shotgun snaps. Kurt Cobain had better luck with the shotgun. This this is the worst snap since Joe Theismann. This, This snap was higher than Tommy Chong right now. The snap was higher than my expectations on prom night. <laughs> what happened to the Steelers? COVID put up a better fight against the Browns this week. Hmm. Yeah. Here's a question for you. At what temperature does steel melt? Apparently 30 degrees, you know, regular Pittsburgh weather. <laughs> <laughs> Steel's a mixture of iron and carbon. It can only be broken apart by a scrappy team from Cleveland. Good for Cleveland. Orange was due for some good publicity. 
Roethlisberger had more turnovers than our founding fathers had in their graves this week. Whoa. This... <laughs> Last time guys in yellow pants got spanked like this, Ronald McDonald got lucky at a cosplay party. <laughs> That's probably closer enough for now. All right. So the Browns, congrats. I'm legit happy for Browns fans. These poor, long-suffering... Oh my goodness! It's crazy how long it's been since they were even a little bit good. I mean, I, that was a shock to the system. Just up twenty-one, nothing, like it was nothing. And then uh, you know, I got a little nervous there, a little bit in the third quarter. I was like doing the math, saying, "Hey, maybe it could happen. Pittsburgh could get a turnover here, quick score, and then that's right, man." I, like I'm not, I'm not even a Browns fan, and I was like, I need the Browns to win this. Like they can't. <laughs> You know, I, I felt like emotionally attached to that game, and uh, I'm I'm glad they pulled it off, man. I feel so good for them and for the fans and Baker. A lot of kudos and taps on the back to them. We've been rooting for a good Browns team since we started this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's actually come true. We're ha- we're happy for Cleveland. We're happy for Ohio. You know, all those players and fans, and I mean, it's just been so long. And to beat, I mean. The Steelers are, when they're clicking, a very good team. Uh, they weren't clicking that first quarter. Oh, my no, goodness. Not at all. And their wide receivers apparently talk a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, I was like, wow. They thought, like, <laughs> what is it with Pittsburgh? Like, they got rid of Le'Veon. They got rid of A.B. <laughs> Ronald Ocean. Remember when, it, remember when A.B. wanted to call himself Ronald Ocean? <laughs> do you remember that? I do. I was just thinking. About, I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, "My name's Ronald Ronald Ocean." Uh-huh. Had, what do you call it? Ben? Was it was Billy Ocean or something? I don't know. It was also requested that people refer to him as Mister Big Chest at one point. Oh yeah, okay, Mister Big Chest. Well, he scored a touchdown for the Bucks, but I was like, you know what? Like, what is it with Pittsburgh? Like Juju is just causing all this ruckus with dancing on people's logos and putting a target on everyone's back. And, Right. Claypool's talking shit today, and yeah, Jarvis Landry was talking smack in the in the locker room. So those teams, there's no That's love right. lost there. That's right. Hey, you're a younger generation ish and more connected to the hip hop community. Can you explain Corvette Corvette to me? What, what is I, this? I don't know it, man. I That's don't know news it. to you too. Yeah. I, like that. I, yeah. I, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I don't know it. Uh, that's like, I think there's a new generation of like TikTok hip hop, and that's just not me, you know? Okay. You're old now. Not to diminish Corvette, Corvette, maybe it's good. I, I, I don't know, but I, I don't know it. Corvettes are good now that I'm, now that I'm middle aged. Like, I'd buy a Corvette. That'd be nice. I'd like to have a Corvette. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I I loved it. It was fun. I just like parked myself and watched football and wrote jokes and tried to build memes for two full days from one to midnight both days. It was crazy. I I you know some of the games were super good. The only one that really wasn't a good game was that you know the, the Bears floundering around trying to pretend like they can hang with the Saints. I didn't really love the the Rams versus Seahawks. It was pretty boring to me too. Um, who was the uh, the quarterback that that got knocked out for the Rams? Um, I don't know. A name I didn't know. I, I don't know either. He doesn't pass the eyeball test for quarterback either. By the way, not to judge a man by his looks, but 
what sometimes when you look at a guy, you go, oh, that's the quarterback. And this guy, you're like, man, eh, it could be, is he the punter? You don't know. You don't know what his position is or if he, if he look, it doesn't really even look like an athlete at all. So it seems like a lot depends on this playoff run as far as what the Rams are thinking with their quarterback, right? Because, I mean, you don't bench your franchise guy if he's available. Well, he's not really available. He was the emergency, you know, he was, he just had surgery on his thumb. He's a, I'm not, again, I'm not a football thumb. expert, but you use your thumb when you're, when you're a quarterback and it's, oh, Wolford. Yeah. Good job, Susan. Susan on the check in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I mean, Troy Aikman was gushing about it. He goes, oh, I just assumed he would miss the rest of the playoffs. That would be the rest of the season once I heard he had surgery, and here he is. So it wasn't plan A for him to come in, but good for him. They have a good running game, and they got a great defense. So, I mean, it is a situation where a, a gimpy or mediocre quarterback could survive, and, and they did. They won with defense. They should maybe play the tape of this game for the next meeting of Capital Security, huh? They won with defense. <laughs> Ole! <laughs> That's right. That's the old Walmart greeter uh, imagery from prior jokes. Nope. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and, yeah, and it was nice to have a respite from the news of the world and just watch football, too. It certainly was. I think the best game was the Bills versus the Colts. I enjoyed that. That was the first game, right? Yeah, yeah first game. Right uh, out the game. First game, best game. Phillip Rivers had a, had a pretty good game. I think someone sent the stat to me today. Let me see if I can pull this up real quick. I think it's something like he's the first quarterback ever to throw for 400 yards in a playoff game. Let me see if I can pull it up. Oh, I know this stat. Let me see if I can get it. I don't have it written down, but it's something like no team has ever had 450 yards, no turnovers, and lost a playoff game. Yeah, 400 yards of offense, no turnovers, and lost. It's never happened before in the playoffs. Those teams are 11-0 and in NFL history, I think. Congratulations, Colts. (laughs) They made some questionable decisions. I, I think their coaching failed them. Yeah, they're chasing points know. when they didn't need him, and then it's like, oh, at the end of the game, they what they lose by three, and they left four points on the table. Yeah, right. Well, they they went they went for it when maybe they shouldn't have, and then they didn't, and then they yeah, there were you could second guess some of that for sure. The explanation for all these things is, of course, the, just this rant, just this quick word, like it's analytics, like, and then we're not allowed to question it anymore because somebody yeah, and some office ran the numbers on something. I feel like analytics had a tough season. Analytics was like two and 14 this year. Something. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're right. Somebody should run the analytics on listening to analytics. Analytics had that, you know, the swings didn't go analytics way this season. I feel like. Not really. Yeah. I feel like we're going to get back to like hard nosed, like Bill Parcells football. Yeah. There's going to be a swing of the pendulum a little bit towards like, nah, I just do what feels right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's kind of what that's, that is kind of what it feels like, you know, and almost like analytics is your plausible deniability. Like you would want to go for two every time. Right. And if the book is telling me maybe I should, then, you know, roll the dice. What do I got to lose if I make it? I'm a genius. And if not, I'm making the right play according to analytics. Yeah, well, I, I guess so. If you if you're, it feels like it all comes down to, is it something that is 
is traditionally the go-to call and are you safe in your job? Because yeah. if you're if you're safe in your job, then you can do the kind of nutty choice sometimes, right? Yeah. Speaking of safe in their jobs, Doug Peterson, unemployed. Crazy. I I thought that there was clear word through the grapevine that he was getting the green light on all their weird decision making in their last game and he was maybe even pressured to do it and was playing the good uh the good the good boy and not saying anything about it. And here he goes, boom, fired. Cool. Ordered the tank because the fix was it. They definitely tanked and they definitely weren't coaching to win. So whose call was that? And to what end? And I presumed that Peterson was a part of that machine that was top down from above him. But apparently, or maybe it was already, maybe it's both. I mean, maybe they decided to tank, you know, from at, from either to collectively or top down. Uh, and... They also just need to move on. Maybe it's not connected, but All right, we, do, we do have a guest here. But before before we bring him on, we just we got to give some props to Heineke, right? I posted a complaint about Tom Brady getting the bye and <laughs> maybe the worst team in NFL playoff history at seven and nine with their third string quarterback, and they barely won, and blah blah blah. And somebody typed in like he's actually the fourth string quarterback. Uh, yeah. I forgot about Kyle Allen was in there too. And of course they fired Haskins and Alex Smith couldn't go. And he was, he was taking college classes and doing some stuff six weeks ago. He wasn't on an NFL team. So good for him. That's crazy. Yeah, it's great. Incredible poise. And that, I mean, this wasn't probably, I'm not an athlete, but this probably wasn't as hard as all the other things he did. But that run was amazing. At the end when he dove. Oh, the dive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went yeah. completely horizontal to get that ball touching the pot. It was awesome. That was Taysom Hill-like. That was, <laughs> I was thinking Michael Vick, but we, you know, your, your guy's good too. My first instinct was Michael Vick, but you know. <laughs> so good for him, man. He poised in the pocket. He made some great throws. He didn't make bumbly decisions like a new kid would. He didn't fumble. He didn't have a bad interception. He, you know, he was he played great. Good for him. Well, we're gonna look forward to the matchups to come, but we got to look back now for a second at the year that was. We got to talk Bears because we probably won't talk about them for the rest of the season, right? <laughs> it would be weird to continue to talk about the Bears. <laughs> well, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, it's Alfred Schultz. We're going to bring him in here. Alfred and I. Hey, buddy. Hey, man. I'm thrilled to be here, Kasaki and Aaron. Big fan of both of yours. Very so nice. Excited. All right. How That's you guys doing? opener than we had. Okay, good. Welcome. <laughs> I'm, I'm thrilled also. I, I, Aaron's giving me a very Jake Plummer 2006-ish. <laughs> oh. Remember when Jake Plummer let himself go and he looked like a quarterback <laughs> from 1975 for like two years? Oh, I like That's, this guy. I like that this guy. That's what Aaron's giving me right now. I'm very, very uh, happy with the mustache. The Jake Plummer dig wasn't enough. It was the when Jake Plummer oh, let himself are go era. Those are not digs. Okay. I oh. love the Jake Plummer. Okay. All right. Those days. He's he's poorly lit, so I can't really see what the mustache is like these oh, days. Oh, but oh. Terrible. Terrible. Alfred. I got nothing. I got nothing. 
Alfred's pretty notorious for having a mustache or some kind of weird, wacky facial hair. So <laughs> every I can only grow just patchy goatee. I can't grow sideburns. So when my wife has let me, I have grown a mustache from time to time. <laughs> I, it, it it popped in my brain this name, and I think he was a Bears coach at one point. This is who I might look like, Dave Wanstat. Oh yeah, a little bit. He didn't. Yours goes down a bit more. You like you have like the sort of Hulk Hogan thing going that he never really. <laughs> he weirdly had a Ditka mustache. I remember being a kid when the Bears got rid of Mike Ditka when they fired him, and they brought Dave Wanstat. It was confusing because he just looked like a better in shape Mike Ditka. I thought all coaches had to look like that, and Bill Cower sort of was the same thing too. There was a period in the '90s where you had to have a mustache. Both of those guys oh, look yeah. like the personification of like the the distant image of what Bears fans look like, right? Yes. yes. They both sort of looked like a, they were in, from an SNL sketch about the Bears. Yeah, and if you remember too, growing up in like the 80s and 90s or watching NFL films from that era too, every single player from the 60s and 70s had a mustache. You had Dick Buckus, Mike Dicka, you have Larry Zonka, uh, Dan Deerdorf. There was a lot of that round, puffy face with a mustache that you would just see in those uh, NFL films documentaries, which were wonderful. Strombolis and, yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> just so doing my doing? part to bring sexy back. We're good, man. Uh, we wanted to talk some bears with you. I know you've been so a Bears sorry. fan pretty much your whole life. And real quick before we get into what's going on with them right now, you have a, don't you have a Mike Ditka story, if you don't mind sharing this. I know you told me this before, and I think I saw you write about it on Twitter, where yeah. you refused to, you were offered to be in a commercial with Mike Dicka and refused? Yes. Um, so I was probably four, maybe even younger, but I'm going to say four. Uh, we had, uh, it's, it's like convoluted, but a, a cousin-in-law um, who works for the United Way or was doing PR for them in some capacity. And I was a little kid and apparently she talked to my mom about seeing, like having me be in a United Way commercial with Mike Dicka. And I grew up, my whole family, Bears fans were bear, very big Bears household. But um, I remember being very nervous about this and ending up declining. And everyone's my family. I have two older brothers furious with me and I, it just came down to the fact that I thought he would yell at me like he yelled at all of his players because especially post 1985 they uh, they were sort of edging on mediocrity and he was furious at all times so I thought I would get there and he would just be yelling the whole time so were your brothers in the commercial no it was just me i asked oh so it was just me you know who you know who ended up being in that commercial macaulay culkin oh wow no, no, you could have been in home alone bro that's not true that's not true that was a lie i just lied to you that was a lie now as a grown-up as a grown-up bears fan do you regret this decision yeah, of, yes, of course. I mean, I regretted it like uh, less than a year later where all of a sudden you're like, what did I do? How did I do that? But um, in a weird way, um, that probably would have been a commercial that who knows would have been cut or so. It almost makes for a better story that I did decline it in the end because, uh, yeah, who knows what would have happened. But it's uh, funny. I never yeah. I've never heard of that situation of a kid like getting a thing that's a kind of a cool opportunity and go, nah. No, I'm also 
mad at my parents for not just making it. It was almost yeah. very un them. Talk you into it. My parents right? would be like, no, you're coming. Like, <laughs> they would drag me up there. But this time they listened to me. I don't know why, how I convinced them. Maybe they were like, maybe he will yell at you. <laughs> yeah. That was my almost brush with uh, Mike Dicko. Now, is. Is all right. Let me ask you this because you're a Bears guy. You know, you know the answer to this. D- is Ditka Bobby Knightish in being great at being a coach, but also being an asshole? And it's debatable if he needed to be that much of an asshole to be great. Is he that universe of thing? They always said, or at least I remember always hearing it, with Ditka, it came down to when they were good, he was the best coach. When they, anytime they were bad, he was the worst coach. So I said, they always ended up talking about his ego, about how he couldn't really handle the team with a lot of egos. And then he had the biggest ego. I think there was a lot of problems, but also look, pop culture has sort of changed the way we view him as this, as a city. I think that DeBear sketch made it the city itself think to themselves, oh, maybe we do love him more than we should. Like, like, like there's, there's clearly a love for Mike Dicka, but I think that sketch up the ante more than it probably should have. I think there's a lot of people that were annoyed with Dicka at a certain point in that city because he right. stopped winning. So I think that like, you know, it's not right. quite like Bobby Knight. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, that yeah, that does seem like the type of personality where like, he can't build someone up, but he can yeah, keep somebody exactly. that's at a high level at a high level. You know what I mean? Yeah, and he can try to sort of destroy their ego while they're right. on top to make them maybe yeah, yeah. more humble. But yeah, he uh, he could not handle not losing. Um, so yeah, it, it was rough there. But you look at his stats, though. I mean, his teams were all really good. Those 80s Bears teams had great records. You know, oh, like yeah. they lost in the playoffs to like the Redskins and the Giants and the 49ers. But, like, people also forget the 86 Bears. Their defense had better stats than the 85 team. They only lost two games. And one of the major reasons they lost in the playoffs that year was because right before the playoffs started, uh, Jim McMahon got, uh, um, and you can watch it on YouTube, he got body slammed by this awful player in uh, Green Bay. I forget his name right now, but he a play ended and he grabs him and he purposely injured uh, uh, McMahon. So McMahon was out of the playoffs right before they started, and the Bears weirdly got Doug Flutie, and they lost to, first round of the playoffs. Who that might be? And the only thing that comes to mind is Reggie White. No, no, no. It was before Reggie White. Uh, Reggie White was uh, on the Eagles at that point, but uh, okay. I forget his name. But he's really dirty. The Packers were really dirty in the eighties. That's another thing people don't remember. They were not like America's beloved cheesehead Packers. They were a really dirty team in the eighties. And uh, that guy, I forget his name, um, he had a hit list on his towel, and he would cross out the people he injured. And that game, wow. he injured on purpose. It's like one of the dirtiest plays all of football ever. And uh, he just body slammed uh, McMahon, and he crushed us uh, from having a chance of repeating. Wow, Towelgate! I don't, I don't yes. remember that at all. <laughs> yeah, look it up. <laughs> now I have, a, I have a broad question because you were talking about uh, you know the coach being good when the team is good, and but but those players were good in those eras. Are we? Do we? Exaggerate. I mean, we just saw the Browns go in and pound the Steelers, and their head coach is in a basement and is not allowed to be on the phone the whole time. Like, do we do we exaggerate the importance of coaching in some of these moments? Is it more about the ebb and flow of the quality of the team? 
I'm not a good enough. My my football knowledge isn't good enough to answer that question in an intelligent way. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've seen. You're on the right show. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. <laughs> Uh, but like, you know, when it comes to me, I can, I, I'm a way bigger bears fan than I'm an NFL fan for the most part. So like, I really only speak to uh, the bears and like lovey Smith, for example, sometimes would make really bad calls. You could, you could just not like the calls, but we all knew that the players loved playing for him. So I always felt like he was a great coach. Even if sometimes with the X's and O's, he didn't feel like he was as good. Whereas Matt Nagy right now, people said, especially his first year and prior to that, he was such an X's and O's guy, but he's not really getting it done. So I don't know. I don't know. Like maybe the coaching job is overrated. I'm not sure. Hmm. Are you the, those ceiling panels? Uh, it looks like you're in like a middle school classroom. Where, where, That's a basement, baby. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> I'm in my basement, and yes, it's very much a suburban cliche basement. So it has that type of ceiling. <laughs> All right, so if, I, have a, I have a question for a Bears fan. What? Okay. I feel like as a ca- I'm a casual fan too. I haven't followed the Bears closely, but it feels like Trubisky is better than the level of shit that he gets about it. He's quietly not as bad as we think he is. You tell so, me. Well. I think now this is something I know a little bit about is the Chicago bears and the fans of Chicago football have such a, um, uh, this is why it's difficult to say a, an abusive relationship with the person who's at quarterback. So Rex Grossman, for example, like, like people we've had Jim McMahon, people look back and they think, Oh, Jim McMahon, what a great quarterback. He was a pro bowler like once. Yeah, he's mediocre. Before uh, Jim McMahon, Bobby Douglas, one of the worst quarterbacks ever that also (laughs) was like the best runner ever. Like he's one of the greatest running quarterbacks who ever lived, but he was had a huge arm, no accuracy, like a joke. Like you can watch NFL films about him. He's like a freak of nature, but he was notoriously a terrible quarterback too. So Sid Luckman is our quarterback. He was the taste of of his time. Is what you're saying? Yes. So (laughs) we, if we see anyone play that is above the center, if they play well at all, we go crazy because we never have a quarterback. I still like Rex Grossman. Because he showed me in six games that one year that he was awesome, and then he was horrible. <laughs> so I still so with, with Trubisky, through he had a game where it was what six five touchdown passes in one half in uh, two thousand eighteen. Yeah. Like he showed a lot of awesome skill. So right. I so we often apologize for our quarterbacks if or. Then the other half of that of the of Chicago absolutely destroys them no matter what they do. Right, so it's right. a complicated thing. Um, I when my daughter uh, when we were going to the hospital to uh, do like the checkup, so my wife was pregnant. It was the nurse was a Packers fan, so I would talk with her a lot. I'm sure my wife loved that. That all we talked about was uh, <laughs> Bears and Packers, but she made such a great point that I think about often. She's like the media destroys all the uh, quarterbacks in Chicago. And he, and it, she made, and it was an interesting thing that I thought a lot about because in New York city, the quarterbacks are split. You got jets and you got the giants. So the pressure is sort of divided amongst the media. LA, they don't care about football. You know, they, they barely have 
two teams, <laughs> which is insane. They do. Um, and there's no real pressure cooker of a job like being a Bears quarterback when you think about it. That Chicago that's a, that's a good media point, yeah. pounces on this one position, and because they're notoriously bad, they pounce immediately. So I think, honestly, the New York or the Chicago media creates like real mental cases. So to answer your question in the longest way possible, I really like Mitch Trubisky, but I think that it's complicated, man. I mean, he, he didn't, <laughs> didn't look good when it counted. To be fair to the media and the Chicago fan base, you have had a run of the streakiest hot, cold quarterbacks in the history of the universe. You went from Grossman to Cutler to Trubisky. I mean, all three of those guys are like the poster child of I'm great. I'm terrible. I'm te- I'm yes. you can't believe how bad I am. I just won you the greatest game in the history of the world. It's it's amazing that all three of them have those peaks and valleys so much. And you're forgetting uh, Mike Tomzak, Jim Harbaugh, Eric Kramer, Craig Krenzel, uh, Cade McNown. <laughs> I did uh, forget those. Cordell McNown. Stewart, by the way. Cordell Stewart. Oh, yeah. Cordell Stewart. Yeah, oh, I, I, wow. I, that was a fun year. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's delicious. Oh, Henry Burris. How could I forget about Henry Burris? I was too? thinking that. Everyone is. Everyone is. <laughs> so, so, all right. so you're the king of the bears. What no, do you I'm do not. with Trubisky? What do you, if you if you're in charge, if you're the ownership, what do you do with him now? I think right now you sign him to a one year contract. I think I think he's up. Sign him for a one year contract, and unfortunately, uh, you do exactly what he did this year and put all the pressure in the world on him. And if he because uh, he's still young enough where he could. I hate saying it. I, I sound like I'm in an abusive relationship. He could still blossom. So, um, yeah, I think you just do that um, and try to maybe draft a quarterback. I don't know. Is Foles coming back? Does he have another year? It's a good question. I'm not sure. I I'm think he sure. has another year. I, think, I feel like they he signed might. it for two years. Uh, that was a waste so of money. It's pricey, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was crazy. I, last time you and I talked, we were talking about Foles, and it was like to me, it was a crazy move because I, I don't think Foles is as good as a lot of people do. But it was like, all right, if they feel like they're in win now mode, maybe that's the guy that can get streaky and get hot and take you. But it's like you, t- it's the same thing that they did with the you know Philip Rivers over Jacoby Brissett, where it's like they bring in the vet, but the young the young guy's not totally proven or or unproven yet. But you take the wind out of his out of Trubisky's yeah. sails so much by bringing Foles in. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of hubris on the Bears coaching staff. Like Nagy, his first year looked like a genius. Like we did all these great trick plays. He looked like this offensive genius, and then the past two years, that's where it's been crumbling down. And I think, I think he took complete control of that offense. And I think he had to sort of realize this year he had to like, like he was calling every single play. And then I think midway through the season, he stopped doing that. So I don't know. It's kind of a mess right now, which it always ends up being. The Bears will have one good year, and then it's just a mess. But they're always they're not like the like you know the Patriots have run through a weak division for you know twenty years, but like. The Bears are up against Aaron Rodgers for his entire career, and uh, you know the Lions. Before that, <laughs> that team's so blessed with quarterback. Oh, nightmare. <laughs> That's annoying. It's really hard being a Bears fan in the nineties. Really yeah. hard. Right? Yeah. So it's always a tough division to to get out of. The Vikings are good sometimes, and sometimes not. And you know the Lions are up and down too, but they're not terrible. 
ever. So, like, the Bears are in a tough division. It's sure. very kind of you to say that. I don't think I've ever well, heard a Giants fan say something like that to me. <laughs> if I, if we presented to you the player that uh, you were thinking about before, if we said it, would you know it? What do you mean? Is it Charles Martin? The guy? Oh, who- yes, I think it is. I think it might be Charles Martin. Yes. John Riggs on the check in there, the the dirty player you were he was, yes. he was talking about stock. Why yes, we got we got researchers in the chat. That's awesome. <laughs> like, <laughs> thanks, the uh, yeah, the clip of him body slamming uh, McMahon is insane. The play's over, and he just walks over, grabs him, and throws him on the ground, and like I think he broke his shoulder. It was horrible. Wow. So what happened yesterday? What went wrong? I only caught the last ten minutes of the fourth quarter, and it felt like it was already over at twenty to three. They weren't even trying. What yes, wrong. they're a lesser team and they lost. That that's that, as simple as that. Yeah, the score wasn't totally as indicative. Now I've seen blowouts where it's like, oh, of course the other team just absolutely hacked away at us, destroyed the Bears. I, I will say by the it, the score made it seem like it was way more one sided. First half, the Bears were in it and also dropped dropped a, a ball in the end zone that really I think would have changed a lot about the game. But yeah, like uh, Kostaki said. It, at the end of the day, it's the Saints versus the Bears. Like, the Saints are always an awesome team, and they looked fairly decent. But, again, it wasn't as big of a blowout as it seemed. Yeah, you're right. They, they played good defense, man. They kept the Saints to seven yeah. points in their entire half. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. Drew Brees, yeah, I, kudos. And they, you're right. They had a cartoonishly bad drop in the end zone that might have yeah. changed the flow of things. You never know. Uh, and you think were, about Trubisky too, like that was his career. Like that would have like, if he had made that catch, that like affected Trubisky's almost entire career potentially. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that a, that a, it was a hefty catch or hefty yeah, miss. Indeed. Oh, it's a tough one, man. I felt bad for that kid too. He's, he's a rookie, I know, right? I when, know. Yeah. He looks hard. He was the one involved with that crazy punching the guy for no reason in the middle of the field thing. Not that That's it was right. no reason, but it looked yeah. to it. It looked oh, yeah. it to the past yeah. observer. Yeah. What was his name again? Whims? Yeah. Yes. Right? So yeah. We, we I kept thinking it's Mims. It's Whims. Mims is the Jets Wims. kid. Yeah. Okay. We wanted to ask you about Manti, Manti Teo because we both kind of forgot that he was even in the league and that he feels <laughs> like he's our imaginary friend that plays football. Like, was he any good? <laughs> It's so funny you say that because I watched the game at my brother's house and we both were like, wait, what? And he goes, that's the guy. Cause he was on the practice roster. We didn't even realize he was on the bears. And then my brother's like, that's the catfish guy. I'm like, no, I don't think. And then of course, yeah, it was, we were like obviously Wikipedia him and yeah, he showed up um, because, um, uh, yeah, he was on the practice squad, so I, I believe that was his first time playing. Oh, this week? I believe so, because we oh, both okay. were like, the catfish guy's on the Bears? <laughs> I'm happy to hear that, because when I saw him, I thought, I didn't know he was a Bear. I guess I'm not in the, I'm not paying attention. Yeah, no, it was super weird. We both were shocked <laughs> that he was on the team. Yeah, that uh, that apostrophe, that's uh, that fills in for the imaginary letter that was supposed to be there. Yes, Yes. <laughs> that kid's sorry. Is there is there no buzz about him being gay? Did anyone, anyone figure out what's going on with him? What's <laughs> no. what happened with him? I don't and I it took me I had to because then my nephew was like, Well, what's the deal with him? And then is I had to my me- memory be like, That story, what's insane, right? Like oh, so crazy. Died. then he found out, well, he never met his girlfriend. 
Then he found out that she never existed to begin with, right? Something like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's hard to fully know the full story, but yes, he had he had to know. That's my theory. He's a good-looking kid who was the most famous person at the University of Notre Dame, and he was a virgin. Like, first of all, there's something there's something to that story, even separate from imaginary girlfriend land. Sure. And then it so. felt like the weirdest beard story in the history of the world. That was my interpretation. That's what I guessed. But I, I don't know. Whatever. Whatever it I, is. He's a he's a, a football player, so maybe it's a, a concussion thing. You know, <laughs> I feel like anytime any NFL player or any football player acts weird in any way, it's like concussions. I don't know what to tell you. Right, so weird. Hey, we got breaking news from Susan. Do we? New England Patriots coach Bill Belichick said he will not receive the Presidential Medal of Freedom from President Trump in the wake of the riots last week at the U.S. Capitol. Oh, what a shame. Are we all looking forward to that? (laughs) Uh, He's always been a man of principle. I like this. We're breaking news on this show now with with our crack research staff. We got John Riggs and Susan Clark out there. That's impressive. Pounding the NFL beat for us. That's interesting. I'm, I'm surprised. I guess it makes sense. Nobody, it it can't help Trump, really. Trump's, you know, he's on his way out, whatever it is, it is. And it can only hurt Belichick to go and shake hands with this guy now. And All of it is such a mess, even without the protests, you know, or whatever. It's uh, such a mess. Is there any chance that uh, Trump was going to give him the, the medal because he thought being the coach of the Patriots, that he was leader of the uh, storming the the Capitol. <laughs> he got confused. Probably, yeah. yeah. Those are my guys. This is the Patriots, right? Yeah. With uh, Belichick's cut off uh, hoodie, he kind of looks like one of those guys. So I can see the confusion. <laughs> uh, it's kind of fun to me that that uh, Belichick is at home during the playoffs and Brady is still playing. I'm not rooting for Brady either, but. It, at least it hurts Bill's feelings. At least that's happening. Right? If he has feelings to hurt, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but uh, it is it is nice. I was thinking about this recently. Just like, what a relief that those two aren't together anymore. Just like, yes, Brady's in the playoffs, and who knows, he can make a run. But just the fact that they're not together, I think the. I was going to say, I think the world's a better place, but actually the world's getting worse and worse. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> minute by minute. It's yeah. goddamn terrible. <laughs> maybe they need to come back together and then we'll be healed. That's where it all fell apart, maybe. Yeah. You know, Brady Tom Brady and- beat the, the winner of the AFC East. Barely. It's not NFC. Think, NFC. Did I say AFC? Yeah. I think I said it twice. Oh, it's weird to have him be on the NFC. I got it so. wrong in my head. Yeah, you're right. Um, that. I just, I just, I feel like the 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 Bucks are a little. Um, they have a little bit of that Cutler thing, where the really good Bucks are really fucking good, and the bad Bucks are amazingly bad. And I I don't know that they're going to sustain. I think they I think they get their butts kicked this week. I just don't know how you can expect to sustain when your quarterback is seventy four years old. Like I just I know <laughs> he's had such an amazing streak, but at a certain point. Science is science, you know, like it's Brady Breeze, right? Those two guys are the first qualified NFL players to get the vaccine, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> they're, uh, yeah. they're old. Well, we'll see what happens. Well, it's good to have you, man. Thanks for popping in here. This was so yeah, much man. fun, you guys. Thank you so much for having me. I have Ooh. two questions before we let you go. No. Okay. Who's your Super Bowl matchup? Oh, jeez. Oh, uh, I don't even want to make that call because... 
the wounds are still so real. Yeah, because I, NFC right now, I don't like making. Yeah, exactly. I don't like making the call in the NFC right now. I will say uh, between the Bills, I, th- I think America should be rooting for the Bills and the Browns to make I a agree. run. Either I team agree. deserves it. Those towns deserve it. Uh, I've had in various times in my life hated both of them for different reasons. But right now in my life, it's like something. Buffalo needs good news. Cleveland needs some good news. And they're both football towns. I'm rooting for either one to win the Super Bowl this year. How about you guys? That's your best point so far. I agree. That's exactly the same. (laughs) If it's it's not those two, it's the Chiefs, but it's those two. Those are my uh, 1A and 1B. Yeah, for sure. Ravens Ravens are going to wake up and be good, man. I see. I hate the Ravens because of the Browns. I hear you. That's a talk about a tough division. The poor Browns have to play the Ravens and the Steelers every year. Jesus. Awful. Yeah. I don't know how they ever get over 10 wins ever. I know. It's, it's, they're fun to root for now. I'm rooting for Yeah, them. same. And final question, favorite Bear of all time? Uh, I think everyone of a certain generation who's a Bears fan, it's Walter Payton. Now, I only overlapped oh. with him a few years, but like he, he's, and I say this a lot, and people have mentioned this, that like, obviously Chicago's Michael Jordan country, but I think when it's all said and done, especially a, a certain era of Chicagoans, they choose Walter Payton. It's, I thought you were going to say Erlocker. I thought you were too young to be Payton fan. No, I, I, re- I remember Payton's last game. So like, okay. but he was such a presence. We had all the, the movies, the NFL film stuff. He like everyone worshiped that guy. And he was so awesome on and off the field, at least publicly. Um, and people love that guy. And just historically, he was always my favorite. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to say Walter Payton. That's cool. Is Erlocker the Mark Bavaro of Chicago? Like if you go to a game, all the old white guys are wearing that jersey. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a very interesting point. Um, and Bavaro, he was a tight end, right? So like he's almost more than Mike Dicka in a way. Um, yeah. Because yeah. Dicka was a tight end. So. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, look, Buckus is also the other guy that people love. Oh, right. Now, Erlacher had the problem where he criticized the uh, NBA uh, not playing during the the uh, the protest. So oh, right, right, right. he criticized them publicly, and even the Bears were like, "We distance ourselves from Brian Erlacher." Oh yeah, so that wasn't okay. good. No, so oh, I think I less. You see less uh, Erlacher jerseys this year than maybe other years. It's usually Mike The Dick hair plugs or, were a red flag, too. Those, those hair plugs. Are like, yeah, super flag. weird. Like, yeah. he was so known for being bald. Like, what, right. it's like Telly yeah. Savalas getting hair plugs. It just doesn't seem right, you know, <laughs> against God. Totally agree. <laughs> How many other people have brought up Telly Savalas on the show? You dropped a lot of names we haven't yeah. heard. Oh, yeah. Today, so. yeah. And you even implied that we had forgotten them. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to catch us slipping. <laughs> no, sir. I can't well, thanks for joining guys. us, man. Appreciate it. Always good this to This was talk awesome, to man. Thank you guys so much for having me. This was a blast. Awesome. Thanks, man. Go Bears. I wish I liked a better team that I could possibly come up in conversation more. But unfortunately, I like the uh, crappy Bears. So I guess I'll never see you again. So, see you, uh, we'll see you next season. They're going to be fine. Yeah, gonna we're, be fine. Sure. we're looking down our noses as Giants and Falcons fans <laughs> at your shitty Bears team. <laughs> yeah, she's also Falcons. Weird, weird history of being a Falcons fan the past few years. So, yeah.
I feel bad. I don't. I don't feel bad for the Giants fans. <laughs> well, I, I will say this. I know we've been saying goodbye to you about three times already, but uh, Alfred talked me off a ledge one time, and he was he was right about. Um, I was talking so much smack. I don't even know. You might know what I'm about to say, but I was talk, talking so much smack. We used to work together on this on the same show, so we worked very closely. Had a lot of conversations about a lot of stuff. So football naturally came up. And I was talking so much smack about Eli Manning being so good at the time. And I was telling him that Peyton Manning, or Eli's going to eclipse Peyton in every statistical category. He's oh. going to end up being considered better than Peyton. He was like, you are out of your goddamn mind. You're crazy. <laughs> and uh, you couldn't have been more right, obviously. But uh, I, I mean, look, the guy has two rings. Is yeah. he Hall of Famer? Is he going to the Hall of Fame? Yeah, he's based. He's he's a Hall of Famer based on the rings and the pedigree, the the family name, and uh, and the franchise that he plays for also. So. And the franchise he beat twice in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. right, right. So it's yeah. all like situational things right. that you know. It's the circumstances surrounding what he did that makes them so great. It's not like it doesn't. It doesn't blow you away his overall 500 record, you know. Yeah, that's God. not hall, it's not hall of fame or numbers. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, that's you were always always stick out to me for that one. You were right about that. <laughs> Sorry, <one. laughs> get the hell out of here. Thanks, guys. This was a blast. Thanks, man. See you, man. <clears throat> that's nice. You book Cleanse good guests. You can book all the guests on this show. You. you it's nice. Good bookings. Oh, I love him. He's great. Yeah, absolutely. And your other friend was great, too. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, man. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. So uh, we got to give some kudos and taps on the back here. And That's we right. Talk about uh, what we're going to do on Wednesday for the Patreon subscribers. Let's do that. Come join us. Become inside the huddle uh, fans, and you can join us on Wednesday as guests on the show. Uh, John Riggs is invited. <laughs> Susan Clark's invited. These are some of the folks who support us a little extra 
and uh, we thank them back with perks. And one of them is Wednesday, we're going to do a show that includes them. We're going to try a thing called Quick Snaps, the uh, 10 spot. We're going to try to cover 10 subjects in an hour. And uh, we're going to have sort of a rotating collection of uh, some of our best fans and folks that we love the most come in here and chat with us. And if you want to be one of them, come join and become Inside the Huddle member. We're also giving away a jersey, which is one of the perks we do on the show on Wednesday. <clears throat> you can, of course, listen to that the way you always listen, or you can come watch it live and uh, be part of it as a passive participant, even if you're not an Inside the Huddle fan, right here in this same spot on the Quick Snaps platforms on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, pop in, answer the questions on the comments you can break news like uh <laughs> clock does for us yeah and uh, uh for i mean it's only a dollar a month to be able to watch all the video feeds of the show as well and uh we'll also on wednesday we'll be revealing who gets the custom jersey okay awesome Just awesome to add that to your pitch i'm looking forward to that i got a bell can i use the bell you're you're running that ship on wednesday so all right. if you want a I'm bell, you, the bell. You got a bell it's gonna be awesome yeah <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna. I, I gave some kudos and taps already to uh, Cleveland and Baker, the whole deal, uh, Cleveland. But I also got to give it to Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, man. I mean, for him to kind of like just put that stupid talk behind him that he can't win a playoff game, uh, it was big, and he made some pretty amazing plays to to get his team over the hump. And the Ravens D was obviously pretty good too. So to to the Baltimore Ravens as a whole, a lot of kudos, taps on the back. Congratulations. Big win. I'm with you. I agree. That's that's a great team. That's a great fun team. I I just assumed that they would be left out of this next uh, you know, the final eight or whatever. And I'm happy to see they're in. I think they're they're an exciting team to watch. I feel bad for the team they beat. I think the Tennessee Titans are final eight worthy as well. But uh but yeah, I agree. I like that one. I'll, I'll give uh, kudos, obviously the Browns, but if we're going beyond them, I'll go to Rams defense. How about that? They shut down Russ, but did not let Russ cook. They only let Russ make toast. So, Taps on the back. so that's amazing. They they were great. They played great defense and managed to beat a good team with a quarterback who just had surgery on his thumb. You know, by playing good defense. So, kudos to the Rams. Taps on the back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't believe in them, though. I, I really hope that they get crushed by the Packers, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, that, that leads us to this week's matchups, man. Who you got? We got Rams at Packers. Who you got? I think you're right. The Rams still have a gimpy quarterback, and uh, the Packers have the opposite of that. They have one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Is still appears to be in his prime. So uh, I'll pick Packers there. Pretty easy pick. No? All right. Yeah, I think I think so, but, I mean, who knows? Who knows? Uh, Baltimore at Buffalo. It's tough to call this. That one. is a tough one. I, I stick with the Bills. I think they're more fun to root for, and I think they're just on a crazy hot streak right now. They have a little bit of this destiny thing happening, so I'm with the Bills on this one. I'm going to go with the Bills, too. Obviously, I'm rooting for them, uh, but this, this one is going to be an exciting game. Browns at Chiefs. This is the end of this Brown story, I think. Oh, yeah? I think so. I mean, I, I'll, I'll happily cheer if they win and root for them, but I I think the Chiefs are the only I, – I don't think there's a debate for the best team in the NFL right now. I think it's the Chiefs. Then they had a week off, and they're home, and everyone's healthy, and, you know, I think they, I think they beat them soundly. But we never know. We, we thought the Steelers were going to win, and they did not. 
this is my upset special. I'm gonna go with the Browns, man. I, you know, okay. shock the world, 2020, Cleveland, baby. Hey, I'll I'll cheer for him absolutely. So let's go Browns and Bucks at Saints. This is the geriatric matchup. It is. <laughs> what time is this game? Is it is it is it early so they can have dinner? It's the early bird at four. Um, I don't know. I think I still. I don't. The good news for me as a Falcons fan, one of these teams has to lose. So at least that. Uh, I can hear my dad. I hope they both lose. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the Saints are top to bottom the better team right now. So, barring the Bucks playing at their lights out level of their range, I think it's the Saints win. Yeah, I think they're pretty evenly matched, but there's one team that has an X factor, and that's Taysom Hill. So they can call them in whenever they need them, and he's uh, going to put them over the top. It's not Drew Unlike- Brees or Alvin Kamara or Michael Thomas. It's Taysom Hill. No, uh, Taysom would have got into the end zone there. He wouldn't have been playing just the tip. Arguably the best player at each of those positions. But let's let's not give the ball to any of those guys. Let's give the ball to this knucklehead Jim Rat character who's not in the top 50 quarterbacks in the world right now. I've never, I've never heard you complain about the Colts bringing in Jacoby Brissett for goal line packages. I don't love that either, but at least that's like one in a hundred plays instead of seven. Seven plays out of a hundred is too many to take the ball out of Drew Brees' hands. We don't need to rehash this. We've, we've already proven that you're wrong. I'm going to die in this Taysom Hill. I, I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> Who wins tonight? That's my question. I don't care. I don't even know who's playing. Who is it? It's Ohio State in Alabama. Couldn't care less. All right. I don't care a lot, but it is interesting. Who you got? I don't know. Nick Saban, he's he's the bell check of that level of football. He's evil genius. He'll do he'll figure it out. It's hard. I wouldn't bet against Alabama in anything ever. Um but Ohio State smashed Clemson. Look good. So, I don't know. They got chicken legs out of there? Chicken legs? Trevor Lawrence? <laughs> yeah. <honey. laughs> Trevor Lawrence is already free to go shop for houses in Jacksonville. Yeah. That, I mean, it feels a bit presumptive to buy a house already, you know? Well, you don't buy it yet, but you start looking. Take your yeah. girl and you go looking yeah. at houses. Yeah. Do you have a girl? Do I have a girl? Not you. Does Trevor? You're in a house. (laughs) You're in your man cave. (laughs) I'm so jealous of your house situation. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Which is good since we spend every living second here. So that's right. That's right. It's nice. All right, buddy. Well, did you, did you pick that last game? You, you, you're picking saints too. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to say it's, I think we were pretty good on the picks last week. I think the only one we got wrong was Rams. No, there were some upsets. Yeah. Yeah. What were the other ones? There was a, there was a couple upsets. Well, the oh. the Rams and the and of course the Browns. We didn't pick the Browns to win. You didn't pick the Browns. Don't tell me you don't even pretend to think that you picked the Browns. I'm gonna have to go back and we're gonna have to revisit this. <laughs> 
pretty sure I picked the Browns. You picked the Browns? Pretty sure. Oh, shit. Hey, Riggs, Clark. <laughs> no. Did he he's, pick he's the Browns? Got, he's got long-term memory. I don't know if he's going to remember last week, you know? He can tell you the, the player in 1987 who pile-drived uh, Jim McMahon. It's hilarious, that list of Chicago quarterbacks. Half of them I've literally never heard their names. Yo, yeah, me either. A hardcore I, fan right there. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> so thanks to Alfred for popping on the show, and uh, thank you, Kostaki, as always. Oh, yeah, awesome. Let's do oh a couple of the plugs here. Now, we do this thing every Monday at 730 right here in this space. Listen to it wherever you listen to it for free later. Um, this Wednesday, we're doing a special version, a little bonus episode with our patrons. Uh, we love our guys, and we want to uh, thank them back. And when I say guys, Susan, you know what I mean? Uh, 50 Toasts. Tomorrow, 50 Toasts. The Tuesday is um, Jess Hooker, one of the voices on the Bob and Tom show. She used to be the... Uh, tour director of the Bob and Tom tour dates. We go out with some of the headliners and do these shows all over the country, these beautiful theaters. So I'll talk to her about some of that. Um, Come join us at all pro lines and Thursday, February 4th, nowherecomedyclub.com. Me, I'm working on it right now. I'm doing a totally different hour from the last time I did this at the beginning of the pandemic. I'm trying to focus on personal stuff. So it's going to be about me as a kid, me as a comic, me as a trying to be a grown up, me as a dad. Uh, and we'll wrap up, of course, the season that was in the NFL. So February 4th, coming up, nowherecomedyclub.com. I think the first 30 tickets, first 50, some first something, they're only 10 bucks for you and the whole family. Everyone in your house for ten bucks flat. Pretty great. You can't don't have beat it. You can't buy two drinks in a comedy club for ten bucks. No, sir. So uh, do that. Oh, Susan, <laughs> Susan's chiming in. What'd she say? Oh, she loves Jess Hooker. Yeah, Jess is great. She's funny. She's got chops. That's one of the things I want to talk to her about. As a comic, I'm always surprised when someone who isn't a comic has comic chops. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'll talk to her about that as well. Cool. Yeah, that's it. I'm done here. Cool. <laughs> go Packers, go Bills, go Browns, go Saints. We had a great podcast and a hiccup at the beginning and a weird ending, but that's how it goes sometimes. That's how it goes. Cheers, everybody. Good luck. Hope you get what you want in the NFL playoffs. Purple A's. Unless you're a Tom Brady fan. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line 
prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 